0: Right now, we're going to begin to remember a topic, brethren. This past week, we've been talking about worship and the importance of it. How we should offer our worship to the Lord, the requirements that the Lord sets for us, the importance of how worship was done in the Old Testament and how it was done in the New Testament. And I think it's prudent, brethren, that we remember at least one more time the uh, the worship that we should be giving. In the new covenant to reinforce what we have been learning, brethren. And I would like to begin by reading in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 24. John, chapter 4, verse 24 says like this For the honor and for the glory of the Lord, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. For the honor, And for the glory of the Lord. Brethren, I invite you to take your seats. We have read this verse that without a doubt was inspired by the Spirit of the Lord in the Apostle John. And we must ask ourselves, why does our worship please God? That is the question, brethren, that I would like us to meditate on. Why does our worship please God? Because it is in spirit and in truth. Let us break down what it means to worship in spirit and in truth. Why in spirit? In spirit, because we sing with all of our soul, with all of our heart, with all of our being, with the help of the spirit of the Lord. And in truth, why is our worship in truth? In truth, because his word, remember what it says in John seventeen seventeen. your word is truth. So his word, his truth teaches us how to worship him correctly according to God's will. Amen. Because remember, it continues to say in verse 23, because the father seeks that his people worship him like this. Because He is the Spirit. Because He is the truth. Is that not correct, brethren? Is God not the Spirit? Is God not the truth? Amen. So then, it is necessary for us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. The Bible gives us testimony of the Word. We have testimony of that Word in the Scriptures, remembering that we are in the new covenant in grace through Jesus Christ. The New Testament holds testimony of that word and what the church, its apostles, and Jesus did to worship God in spirit and in truth. And let us remember, brethren, in the old covenant, they used material instruments, instruments that were created by King David, instruments that were made for a single purpose to worship God and to make melody for him. But today... Who are the instruments in the new covenant? Yes. It is us. We are, those, we are those new instruments in this new covenant. Brethren, Romans chapter six, Amen. verse 13. It says, and do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Romans chapter six. Verse 13, for the honor and for the glory of the Lord. So then brethren, we worship in spirit and in truth. We have now become the new instruments in this new covenant that worship the Lord. And I would like to also give examples of this, examples of Jesus Christ, worshiping the Lord through song. Matthew chapter 26, verse 30, and as well Mark chapter 14, verse 26, both of these verses speak on the same, uh, in the same story of the Lord, in the same moment of the story of the Lord. And it says in Matthew 26, 30, and when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So then brethren, what was the custom or what was the, 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 the thing that the Lord Jesus Christ did after he came out of the the Last Supper, after he finished and he went out to the Mount of Olives, it says that they they sung a hymn. Remembering, brethren, that our Lord Jesus Christ was not from the tribe of Levi, from the tribe of Levi in the Old Covenant. They were allowed to touch the instrument. They were allowed to play the instrument for worship to God. But our Lord, he was from the tribe of Judah. And he, during that moment, was still under the law, and the law was taken away after his death. So he would sing hymns. He would offer hymns to our God, brethren. There is a beautiful prophecy. We can read it in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 2, verse 11 through 12. It says about our Lord Jesus, prophesizing of the way that he would sing hymns as well in the new covenant. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 11 through 12 says for the honor and for the glory of the lord for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying i will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly i will sing praise to you so that even in the prophecies in the old testament these things were going to, were being prophesied about. That the Lord would come to be our brother. That the Lord would call us his brethren. Even though he was a high king. Even though he was the son of God. He called us his brethren. And he confessed the, our Lord in God's name before us. And he confessed us before our father as well. And continued to call us his brethren. And he sings with grace in his heart before the assembly of God and praises the name of our Lord, the apostles as well. Apart from seeing these examples of Jesus Christ, having sung, we will also see examples of the apostles singing as well in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25. It says that the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25, it says for the glory of the Lord. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. What was it that the apostle Paul and his minister Silas were doing in prison? They were praying and they were singing hymns because that was the teaching that they had in the church. That was the teaching and we're going to look at, uh, at the apostles giving these commandments to the church in a bit as well, but they are fulfilling What was taught to them by the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Apostle Paul through Revelation and through Silas, because the Apostle Paul taught Silas. Now, let us look at some examples of the Apostles giving that teaching to the to the church. So now so far, we've seen that Jesus Christ sang hymns, the Apostles would sing hymns. Now, let's look at those teachings that the Apostles imparted to the church as well to sing, to praise the Lord. In the first of Corinthians, forgive me, in Colossians, Colossians chapter three, verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And in Ephesians 5.19, I will also read as well. The Apostle Paul is teaching both of these churches. And his teaching is the same. Wherever he went, he taught this. In Ephesians 5.19, it says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. If you notice, brethren, these two verses seem very, very similar. Because the teaching of the apostle is singing with grace in your hearts, in Colossians and in Ephesians, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Brethren, where does the melody come from? From our hearts. No longer from the instruments of old. Where, how do we sing to the to the Lord? With grace from where? In our hearts. All of this is the beautiful teachings that the Apostle of Jesus Christ has come to remind us in these days, brethren, in this time and in this age, so that we may continue to serve the Lord in spirit. Why? Because we're going to be serving him with the spirit, with our soul, with our heart, with our being. Right. And why in truth? Because his word is truth and his word is teaching us. His word is saying Singing with grace in your hearts. And his word continues to say in another part, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The apostles taught this to the church, that the word of God in the new covenant was to sing, not to play instruments, not to make melody with instruments. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15, What is the conclusion then, says the apostle Paul? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Beautiful teachings that the Apostle Paul is leaving, not just to sing, but to sing with all your heart. And not just to sing like a madman, but to sing with understanding as well, understanding what you're singing, understanding what it is you're saying, praising the Lord with your knowledge and wisdom and praising him with all of your heart. James, in the book of James chapter five, verse 13, the brother of the Lord, James also gives us this teaching. Why? Because this is the teaching that was given to the church wherever you went. If you went to Jerusalem, that was the teaching. If you went to Corinth, that was the teaching. If you went to Ephesus, it was the teaching. To Colossus, that was the teaching. Because the teachings that the apostles bring is universal. And it's for all the church of the Lord, brethren. It says in the book of James, chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms, mm-hmm. brethren. Beautiful teaching that we have from the Spirit of the Lord. The Apostle Nason Joaquín García continues to teach this very beautiful uh, teaching that was in the old times, in the uh, times of the primitive church. He continues to teach it to this day to us, brethren. Because the Word of God is—is is it changing? Does the Word of God change, brethren? No, because God is the same yesterday, God is the same today, and God is the same tomorrow. There is no shadow of difference in Him. There is no change or, or, or molding in Him. No, He continues to be the same. His Word continues to persist. His teachings, His law that He gave through His Son Jesus continue to be the same. And the apostles will continue to preach this Word because they are servants and messengers of God, brethren. Remembering that the melody That pleases God comes from our hearts and not the instruments of men. Which melody pleases God, brethren? The one that comes from our hearts. Amen. Amen. Brethren, I know this is a very short study, but I wanted to remember uh, these verses, these teachings, so that we can continue to fortify uh, what we have been talking about these past couple of days, so that we may continue to... To have this teaching among us to, if ever one day we have the opportunity to speak to somebody and they ask us, why is it that you don't have instruments? Brethren, we can begin to explain with the Bible, with the scriptures, remembering what we sung, that the apostle of the Lord, the servants of God, have taught us to believe in Jesus Christ through what? Through the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And we will also give testimony through the scriptures as well. Mm -hmm. What an apostle of Jesus Christ has taught us. May this be for the honor and for the glory of the Lord.